The suspected Chinese spy balloons flying over the US and South America have clearly escalated tensions between Beijing and Washington. And while China's excuse of a weather monitor blown astray has gone down like a lead balloon, it's prompted many to wonder why such a superpower is conducting such easily detected espionage. Luke Sidham Dundon joins us to get to the bottom of it. Luke, why is Beijing supposedly using balloons to collect intelligence like this? Hi, PK. So from the Cold War to colonial powers in Africa and even 18th century France, armies have inflated their ability on the battlefield by using balloons for war. Here's retired US Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton. In 1794, the French Committee of Public Safety actually had a corps of aeronauts, as they called them, which used balloons for military observation. They actually used this against a battle fitting the French against the British, the Germans and the Dutch, and France actually won. In the US Civil War, balloons were used quite a bit. They would reach elevations of around a thousand feet or so, so far less than the Chinese balloon. There have been several projects where balloons were used to try to get behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War. We use balloons in the United States to monitor our southern border with Mexico, and we've also used them in places like Iraq and Afghanistan. But balloons aren't just used for monitoring. In May of 1945, there was a group of people that were picnicking in Oregon on the Pacific coast. Uh, Six of them were killed when they happened upon a bomb uh, that had been delivered by a Japanese balloon. They used the same air currents that this Chinese balloon used. Somewhere around 9,000 balloons were sent from the Japanese to the United States via those Pacific air currents. Retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton there. So here's how those balloons were described to U.S. Navy trainees in 1945. This is one of the Japanese paper balloons. These units have been found in areas ranging from Alaska all the way south to the Mexican border. It takes approximately four days to make the crossing during the winter months when wind velocities are highest. During the rest of the year, velocities drop so greatly... Okay, Luke, why are balloons being used to collect data now when we have, I I thought, quite advanced technology like satellites? You do think correctly, PK. It's a good point. Retired Colonel Cedric Layden points out that there are clear disadvantages to using balloons, one being that, much like a parent after a kid's birthday party, you can just pop a surveillance balloon. So in this case, that was done publicly, via the Air Force, on live TV and the internet. Oh, damn. They shot. It's going at it right now. It's hit. It's going down. All right. The balloon is gone. (gasps) Whoa. Colonel Layton says there are advantages, though, to such obvious and slow-moving technology. It allows for the continued observation of a particular point on the map, particular troop concentration, particular area where artillery is concentrated. They can gather more signals uh, in different frequencies. They have that longer loitering time, of course, plays a role in that. They are able to use the different sensors that they have to collect far more data if they're kept in a stationary position than would be the case with other platforms. So, PK, loitering time is the key word there. It's why some Analysts say Beijing has become increasingly confident to use such surveillance over neighbouring Taiwan. Here's Taiwanese defence analyst Dr. Jie Xiangshu. 
there are no pilots inside, and it's also cheaper than satellite. And in lower altitudes, and can stay in Taiwan airspace for longer time. The satellite will just go through Taiwan and go back maybe several hours later, and so on. But the balloon will stay there for many hours or even days to collect more information. Most importantly, it's also very vital for the Chinese gray zone warfare. So, Luke, has the response to the balloon saga been proportionate in the United States? Well, BK, for starters, many think the calls to blow the balloon out of the sky blew the issue completely out of proportion. Earlier this week on RN Breakfast, former State Department Secretary of Staff in uh, Se- Secretary of State Staff, sorry, in the Bush administration, Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson, just criticised the cost of the response. I thought it was a ridiculous thing that they shot it down with a million-dollar missile instead of some rounds from a 20-millimeter. What a waste of money. But current Republicans, like Texan Representative Ted Cruz, say it was the right thing to do and that it should have actually been done a lot quicker. I want to start by doing something that I don't do very often, which is commending Joe Biden for actually having the guts to shoot this down. That was the right thing to do. Unfortunately, he didn't do that until a week after it entered U.S. airspace. This entire episode telegraphed weakness to Xi and the Chinese government. So flexing its diplomatic muscle, the US, the U.S. ditched diplomacy, postponing a planned trip to Beijing. CNN's Fareed Zakaria said it had more to do with domestic politics than international relations. I think the administration are not reacting to China. They are reacting to Kevin McCarthy and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Donald Trump is saying, shoot down the balloon. So you have a bunch of people on the right who want to go to war because they've suddenly discovered that China spies on us and the administration feels compelled to in some way seem tough. But not every administration wants to talk so tough. Last year, Taiwanese media reported that a number of similar balloons crossed over the entire country shortly after Lunar New Year. But Taiwan's not one to escalate tensions. The National Defence Ministry said that they were weather balloons and that there was no reason for alarm. It's a pretty standard response to China's so-called grey zone warfare that we heard about earlier. According to Dr Jiaxiang Shu, it's a type of military harassment Beijing's been embarking on for years and that Taiwan tries to let fly in public. Our leadership are quite, uh, how to say it, very carefully to, to handle the situation here between Taiwan and China. We don't want the Taiwan Strait to become a trigger for the Third World War. So in this case, we have to make all the decisions very carefully. The Chinese government, this kind of great activities is also, how to say it, they are testing your red line. If you just have one step back, they will try to, you know, take a little bit advance and advance and advance. Yeah. Taiwanese defence analyst Dr. Jie Xiang Shu there. Well, he and Colonel Cedric Layton both agree that this definitely won't be the last balloon to blow across the Pacific. But it'll be fascinating to see whether it continues to ignite tensions or if it'll just result in more hot air on cable TV. PK. I love love that, uh, Luke. Excellent. Hot air on cable TV. We know that will continue even if these balloons cease to be used. Thank you very much, Luke Sidham Dundon there. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.